and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast with me, your host, Tusk, also known as Adam Chalk. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, where the hell have you been? Forget your Russos, your Bischoffs, your Disco Infernos. What we do on here, unlike them, is give our honest opinion on the things that we like or dislike from all the goings on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. Hello everyone, I hope you're all well and have had a good day and well done for getting to Friday another week successfully navigated I've been trying to decide what to do on these uh, Friday shows as we don't have any WWE or AEW to review I thought about previewing the weekend's wrestling um, your Rampage, your Smackdowns and your pay-per-views and but let's be honest, there are other podcasts out there that do a much better job than I do at it. So I'm not going to do that. I thought about reviewing Impact, but sometimes I'm not able to watch that show right away. So not really the best idea. One day I might start doing that. So what I thought I would do is go back in time and look back at the Monday Night Wars and rewatch from when WCW Nitro and WWF Monday Night Raw started going to head to head and see who really won the Monday Night War really and I know this has been done before by many people but why not give my thoughts on it as well so we're going to do a couple of weeks at a time um, I think two or three at a time per show just over a few weeks um this was pretty cool for me to go back and have a look at this because being in the uk i don't really remember ever being able to watch wcw until the wwe network came along and uh you saw little bits and you saw the the you know the um bigger things from the pay-per-views occasionally you got the documentaries obviously they they were the videotapes and then later DVDs as well uh, you, you got the documentaries about the Monday Night Wars but usually they were put out by WWE after WCW were no longer a thing and you can obviously watch bits on YouTube when that became a thing of course but let's go back to 1995 shall we and the first head-to-head week, according to the WWE Network, was the 11th of September in 1995. So that's when we're going to start, and we'll go try to go all the way up till uh, the McMahons bought WCW, obviously. And WCW's first match on Nitro on that date was Sabu versus Alex Wright. Uh, I'm not going to go into massive detail on what was what happened in the matches, just going to give my brief thoughts on what I saw. Um and Alex Wright in 
he was kind of one of those guys that I always sort of forgot how good he was. Um, maybe it was the generic name or the generic look, but whatever it was, I was wrong. He was good in this. Uh, he was always good, actually. Uh, Sabu, as we know, was a crazy madman in... And in 1995, WCW tried their best to put that across on TV, especially in this. I think this was his first match in WCW, certainly first on Nitro, obviously. Uh, we all know he went on and proved that he's mental in ECW and other companies around the world. But as for this match, it was pretty decent. Uh, Sabu flying around all over the place. It did have a bit of a lacklustre finish. It ended in a disqualification when Sabu was basically disqualified for being a, too mental. Uh, only went four minutes as well, which is a shame. But remember at that time, everything kind of revolved around Hulk Hogan. Uh, so guys uh, like this weren't really getting much time. Decent match, shame about the finish. Next, we had Sting defending his WCW United States Heavyweight Championship against VK Wall Street, who was IRS in WWE, of course. And because he was in it, <laughs> this was pretty boring, to be quite honest. Uh, one thing to note, though, is that Sting was massively over back then, as he still is today. Uh, Sting, of course, won that one, retained his title. Scott Norton... Uh, returned the week prior to this and he had a match with Randy Savage which was terrible and I know it was different times back then but just nothing happened for five and a half minutes and then the finish was awful as well most of the blame probably goes to Scott Norton for this if I'm honest uh, as we've seen Savage have some awesome matches before and after this. Uh, the main event of the show was for the World Heavyweight Championship and was Hulk Hogan defending against Lex Luger, who jumped ship the week before. Now, I'm not a big fan of Lex Luger anyway and always found him a bit boring when I saw him in WWE. And in watching this, it did nothing to change my mind at all. Uh, Hogan matches are all the same. He takes punishment for 90% of the match, makes his comeback at the end to win. Uh, so I'm not really going to look too much into this. Both, I will say both guys were really over. Um, but this did end in another disqualification when the Dungeon of Doom attacked Hogan. Uh, the finish of the show was rubbish as well. Not the best start in my opinion for WCW on the raw side of things they started with Razor Ramon versus the British Bulldog who had Jim Cornette in his corner this was around the time when they started teasing the Razor Ramon 1-2-3 kids split uh, and that came into play here as well as Dean Douglas he got involved as well uh, it was a typical WWE stuff, to be honest. Way too many shenanigans going on. Um, the aftermath was really confusing as well, with the tension between Razor and 123 Kid kind of come from nowhere. 
We then had the Smoking Guns versus the Brooklyn Brawler and Rad Radford. And although this was short, it was still pretty decent stuff. The guns were really over back then as an act as well. Uh, they had a really weird Goldust video package stating that he was on his way. That played on his character really well, actually. Um, you know, obviously we've seen what Goldust became. Isaac Yankum then took on Scott Taylor. And in later years, this would have been Kane versus Scotty Too Hotty. But this was certainly Isaac Yankum against Scott Taylor. It's just a bit of a rubbish squash match, which Isaac Yankum won. Uh, yeah, didn't like this. The main event was for the Intercontinental Championship and was Shawn Michaels versus Psycho Sid. And this was pretty decent. Uh, Sid is pretty limited, as we know. But if there was ever anyone that could work around those limitations and make something of the match, then that guy surely is Shawn Michaels. He was pretty good here, as expected. So in conclusion, the easy winner of week one was the WWE. So that's one point to Raw. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do it weekly. Give the winner of the week. That's how we're going to decide who actually won the uh, Monday Night Raw. Let's go straight on to week two then, and a much better week for WCW. Uh, they did have the giant, now Paul White in AEW, big show, of course, in WWE, and the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, arrive at the show in an ambulance for some reason, I think. Something to do with the pay-per-view before. Now, the first match, though, was the American Males, Marcus alexander Bagwell before he became buff and his tag team partner Scotty Riggs taking on the champions at the time Harlem Heat Booker T and Stevie Ray along with Sherry Martell and this was for the World Tag Team Championships as I said um, Harlem Heat won the titles before, the night before actually at 4 Brawl and in a surprise there was another title switch here uh, and the match was pretty decent. Uh, we did have Sherry walk out on Harlem Heat and leave with Colonel Parker, which is a little bit weird. Weird finish. Uh, but other than that, decent match. Uh, Ric Flair got interviewed ahead of the main event later. Uh, he was excellent here, as he always is. Uh, Paul Orndorff versus Johnny B. Bad was next. And this was a bit botchy, if I'm honest, but there was some really great selling by Orndorff. I don't think he gets the praise for that, as he should. He was great at selling. Uh, Johnny B. Bad was just sort of on the cusp of going up in his career at this point. I don't think this match necessarily helped that at the, this time, though. There's then a weird interview segment with Randy Savage and I couldn't work out if he's meant to be the babyface or the heel. Um, Lex Luger came out and I think a match was set up for next week. We'll come to that later. 
Hogan arrives on a motorbike for some reason, so Giant runs it over in a monster truck. This obviously leads to that monster truck match or something that they had at the pay-per-view. 1995 was a weird time. Then the main event was Brian Pillman versus Ric Flair. And this was the best part of the show. But the fans didn't seem to be into it. Uh, It's almost like they had been programmed to only react to certain stars. Like Hogan. Like Savage. Like Luger. All a little bit weird. Uh, Really enjoyed the match though. As for Monday Night Raw, they started off with a 1-2-3 kid versus Razor Ramon. Uh, They told a really good story through this, but again, Dean Douglas got involved after a really good ref bump. I don't know who the referee was. I'm not going back to look. Razor was made to look really weak by the finish, though. Uh, They then had Dean Douglas do his... Douglas report thing on Razor and that was really crap but Dean Douglas character was terrible Uh, Tatanka and Karma who went on to be the godfather obviously took on Savio Vega and spark plug Bob Holly and this was so bad Uh, the finish was terribly botched as well surprising when you look at the four people in there but it's early on in some of their careers Jean-Pierre Lafitte then took on Brian Walsh Uh, Bret Hart came on the phone through this so I didn't really watch the match as I should I was just listening to Bret Uh, the finish was pretty good though caught that Men on a Mission then took on Yokozuna and Owen Hart with Jim Cornette in their corner Unfortunately, this was two heel tag teams, and that didn't really work back then, as it still doesn't today. Uh, Yokozuna was getting some cheers, though. Owen Hart was great, as always. Just a shame that he was in there with guys that couldn't really work very well. Diesel and Sean, uh, Shawn Michaels have a brilliant backstage promo. I loved their chemistry back then. And the show ended with an interview with Jim Cornette. Uh, he was excellent, as he usually is in his promos, but it was a really weird way to end the show. Um, but it made it a bit harder to pick a winner for week two because I thought both had good, both had bad. Maybe I'm being generous, but I'm going to give it to WCW Nitro, and that brings us to one each. We then go back to the 25th of September. And on Nitro, there was a massive thumbs down in the first match. And the reason for that is the fact I had to sit through four minutes of that dancing dickhead, Disco Inferno. I hated this guy as a so-called wrestler and hate him even more as a podcaster. I don't want to go too hard on him in this podcast, but he is a twat. And his views are terrible. Even if they are his honest opinions, 
and not just, as I suspect, him looking for engagement, especially on Twitter. Anyway, he was up against Alex Wright, who was great. Just a shame he's in the ring with this goof. Uh, if you do like Disco Inferno and his views, then and I've offended you, well, there's probably plenty more of that to come, from, if I'm honest, on these shows. Uh, just a dick. Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart then shout some bollocks about monster trucks. No idea what was going on. Uh, Kurosawa made his debut in WCW and he took on Sergeant Craig Pittman. And this wasn't great, if I'm honest. Craig Pittman was very, uh, very limited and wasn't very good. Kurosawa had a good aura about him, but the match itself wasn't very good. Arn Anderson and Brian Peelman then cut a brilliant promo in the ring on Ric Flair. Uh, the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, took on Randy Savage in three minutes of pointless crap where there was no finish. Uh, I'm starting to feel sorry already for Randy Savage at this point. And this match just happened so that the Giant could attack Savage. Not very good. Meng then took on Lex Luger in another boring match. Uh, the crowd were dead for this and just felt like Luger was not the big star he thought he was. And that was it. Pretty poor show, to be honest, apart from the Arn Anderson promo. Nothing else on here was any good. As for Monday Night Raw, uh, Skip took on Marty Jannetty, where Jannetty made his return to the company and he was red hot in the eyes of the fans when he came back. Uh, Skip sold brilliantly in this as well. This is really decent opening match for the time. Uh, Owen Hart and Yokozuna then took on the smoking guns. And when Owen was in the ring, the, the match was great. But unfortunately, Yokozuna just sat in a rest hold that felt like for ages. It just sapped all the energy out of this match. And it was hard for the likes of Owen and Billy Gunn to sort of bring that energy back up. Uh, they did do a great job at the finish, though. Uh, we got a Gorilla Monsoon interview, which was quite cool. Good to go back and see him, a big part of my childhood. In the main event was the British Bulldog taking on The Undertaker. And this was a slow, boring match that didn't really do anything for me. It was also a, a non-finish as well. I think early Undertaker was pretty much like that. So we're going to get that a little bit. But this does mean week three easily goes to Raw, uh, which makes it 2-1 to the WWE. I think that's probably a pretty good place to leave it this week uh as i said we're gonna do this every friday for now until we have that final score and we can really see who won the monday night wars and see if wwe's narrative sort of lines up with the truth i'd love it if you guys 
went back and watched these as well and rate them yourself and let me know who you thought won the weeks get in touch on twitter i am at adam chalk 8 on there follow the tusk talks wrestling facebook page as well while you're at it please subscribe comment and leave a review to the podcast on itunes spotify or wherever you get your podcast from look out for more podcasts coming your way every day i will be back to review aw rampage and ww smackdown over the weekend and so much more uh, but until then i've been adam chalk thank you for listening and i will see you next time <laughs>